did it! Yeah, I, I can't record! We are recording record. now. Okay. Are you sure? Are you sure you didn't just stop recording? No, no, no. I've got <laughs> little... I've done that before. I've got squigglies on the screen now, so I know it's recording. <laughs> <laughs> All my faith is in your genius. So, how about this? <laughs> so, 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 how about this? Alan hit record. I am Alan Dempsey. And my I'm... job here is done. <laughs> and I am Rafiq Shaheen, and with us is the very talented... Natasha Samarini. Yep. I didn't know I was going to be saying my own name, and he just sort of cued me, right? I was like, what if I didn't, you didn't prep me, what if I didn't know the answer? <laughs> she wasn't rehearsed to say her name, look, to be honest, look, to be fair. Look, when the Illuminati asked me how this podcast got put together, they need to know it was on a professional podcast. Oh, I watched, uh, <laughs> I watched an Alex Jones interview today, and there are Please the people me. who run the world... This is don't don't dispute me because here's here's He's putting his hands together like an evil scientist <laughs> well, mode as we speak. I was doing a circle because there's the people in the <laughs> middle, and then there's the people behind around them, and then there's people. Or you can think of it as a pyramid. <laughs> there are the people on the top, and the people. Ding ding ding. And uh, here's the best part about him is that <clears throat> he'll just say something and go confirmed by the New York Times, and you go, yeah, really, where, when, how. <laughs> I guarantee that the New York Times never said what the fuck you just said. Nice. There's no way. It's, it's like a half-assed attempt at like citation. Like right. he knew that he had to say the book, but he doesn't understand right. everything else. Yes, 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 yes. And then like, so he had the circle diagram. It was literally just a circle with another one around it and another one around it. And the guy interviewing him goes, it looks like an everlasting, everlasting gobstopper. And he... Alex Jones, this joke just flew right. And he was like, yeah, exactly. And he just kept talking. <laughs> that, that's that bullshit argument technique that people that don't know what they're doing do all the time. Yeah, where they just go, it's peer-reviewed by scientists. And you're just like, what journal where? What scientists? Like, and uh, <laughs> Trump is not part of the child molestation Illuminati because Alex Jones vetted him. Uh, okay. So we don't have to worry about it. <laughs> so everyone's this. good. Everyone, well, yeah. We're okay. Look, look, I'm very curious. When Alex Jones vets a yeah. person, how long does that last? Right? Like I'm vet... more interested in the process. That's very curious. Like, let me too. go like... to my ancient scrolls that show the secret power child molestation structure right. that the whole world is built upon. And then where does Trump fit into this? See, my question is, because if he vets him, right? Let's say he vets him in 1998. Okay. Like, does that last 10 years? Sure. Did did Trump go further up the pyramid? (laughs) Right? Yeah. That's a good question. A very valid question question for a very valid conversation. That That will not be answered in this podcast. (laughs) I feel like you know, Natasha. That's why we invited you here today. Why did she know? Did you notice how I suddenly became silent (laughs) when you asked me? She was like, oh, fuck, they found me out. I need more sparkling water. (laughs) I've always wanted to do that for merchandise. Is just, like, if I get to, like, any measure of success, one of the merch pieces I want to have is just a shirt that says... Illuminati auxiliary member and just a number, but all the shirts have the same number. <laughs> that's like those, what do you call those limited edition things that people collect? Like, right, yeah. You so know that some of them have like, there's, there's 20 number nines. <laughs> right. It's like, oh man, I got the number nines. It's like, 
Did you? Did you get the only number? There are 300 copies of these. So, so. did some kid in China. <laughs> here's, here's the thing about the Illuminati. How do you know this? Oh, uh, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> I've known him for five minutes and I already don't know. Here's the him. thing about the Illuminati. Why do they keep telling us that they're, like, why do they keep broadcasting themselves so idiots on YouTube can figure out right. that Snow White is an Illuminati movie. Because it's a distraction because it's not true. What? <laughs> because wah, 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 wah? Yeah, the real people are skull and bone. That's the thing. I, whenever these people are like, if you notice in Snow White, they dance in this pattern, which is a pentagram, and that's like, okay, why? Right. Why did the animator put that in that movie? To what end? <laughs> If you can figure it out, YouTube guy, <laughs> now what? Okay, now what? It's true. Well, Snow White is an that's Illuminati the, movie. That's the point. Now what? There doesn't have to be a therefore what. All the people so intrigued by those videos just spend their time watching those videos. Right. So, yeah, that's, what a good, that's a good point. <laughs> they have a very compound search history. It's <laughs> just like, it keeps... Adding hours to it. There's a site I visit from time to time called uh, Text from Superheroes, which is just like superheroes and supervillains sending text messages back and forth. And one of them is Batman texting Rachel Ghoul. He's like, hey man, just the next time we fight, can you stop saying this is going to your thousand year plan? Because none of us are going to be alive for when that happens. He's like, of course, because this is all going to my thousand year plan. <laughs> Good. You know, my favorite site that I ever visited uh, for any type of entertaining content was Homestar Runner. And oh, I missed that so much. I missed that, and I missed that... the effort that it took where you couldn't just, like, open your Facebook and, like, you have a feed. Like, you had to make effort. You had to type in the website, and you had to scroll through the ones that you hadn't seen yet, and you had to press play. There was no audio And there was play. always a, a secret click in there, like, while you you don't know this? What? Oh, my God. Okay, he's part of the Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs> there were so, so, so many of those videos, you had to actively click stuff while you were watching them. Can I say fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Get the fuck out of this podcast. I swear to God. I swear to God. Like, uh, this is like Mario World shit. No. Yeah. <laughs> Every I time a new character walked on screen, click them. Sometimes nothing would happen. Sometimes the whole cartoon would change and it would turn into this like other thing. Like they had built into the code or whatever that you could you go to other simultaneously stuff. simultaneously because that means my entire adolescence was a lie, but then that also means I get to go back through all that shit yeah. and relive it. Especially the emails because <laughs> certain <laughs> words, like if you clicked How on them. How did you figure that out? I did think, your friend tell you? I think one day I was just watching like one. and one I, day and started because using it would, your mouse. Well, your, your pointer turns into a finger or something. Uh, I can't remember. And you were like, what is this? Yeah, and I was like, huh? huh? This is the And then I went back and that. watched all the videos I'd seen before, and I started like, holy <laughs> shit, there's secret shit everywhere. I see, I think, I, I wish I wish that that's how life was. Like, all of a sudden you discover, like, that there's a secret click, and then you get to go back to all the levels. Oh, uh, yeah, that would be so nice. It'd be like, oh, I don't hey. want to know what happens to me. I don't want to get into heaven. I just want to know that I wasn't doing it all wrong. That's why it was so hard. Give me the secret key, and I will go back and get... 100 up. Like, right? I, I, I love how nerdy this conversation is right now. I love the idea of like you're just talking to someone and you're like, so girlfriend, and like word balloon pops yeah. up, and you're like, girlfriend click takes you back to high school to like, you're like, oh, I 
fucking save this relationship. Like, <laughs> what, if, what, if, what if that's what deja vu and bad dreams are really about? Is that they're giving you the key, like the sorcerer's key, and you just have yeah. to put it in your magic bag and go back? That was so. That was actually one of the things about the Matrix, like way back in the day, that I thought was Ooh. actually <laughs> more fucked up than anything else. What was their idea of deja vu? Was just oh, when the Matrix changes something or reloads something. You see Spoiler it. alert! I know, right? If you haven't seen the movie, we've only had twenty years. <laughs> I uh, haven't seen the whole movie. Really? I, I got tired of those. <laughs> that is the best way. I was like, I get this. This is life. There are. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you. There, there are a handful of movies. There, there are a handful of movies that like everyone's seen that are like classics that I never. Right, like, like what? when I, I saw The Matrix, I was I was okay. twenty years ago, so I was yeah. twenty, and it was like nineteen ninety nine. I saw it, I was like, okay, sure. Like <laughs> I didn't hate it, I didn't love it. Yeah, it was a movie. And then like all my buddies were like, Matrix, really, yeah. really, it's... The Matrix? Because you know what else came out that year? Fucking Fight Club. I saw that movie like six <laughs> times wow. in the theater. Yeah, dude. Until you said that, I hadn't put the those two years together. Yeah, right. Now. Yeah. I mean, they both seem like that same edgy kind of... I started watching... I saw Fight Club in the theater so many times that I started, like, thinking like Tyler, and I had to stop going to see that movie. Tyler, what's his name? That's Brad Pitt. Okay, cool. I only own two. I fell asleep in that movie, too. (laughs) Kind of, yeah. It got weird. Same thing happened to me with Natural Born Killers. I had to quit watching that one when I was, like, 17. Why? Same reason, because I started thinking like Mickey and Mallory. I was like, yeah! And I was like, no, I don't need this. So what you're telling us is if you watch enough Alex Jones videos. (laughs) (laughs) No, I would have to watch the same (laughs) Alex Jones video over and over and over again. Maybe you're not clicking on the videos. (laughs) Maybe the answers are in the videos. But it would actually help me now, because we have a podcast, and I could do, like, parody stuff so uh, maybe I should go watch a bunch of Alex Jones (laughs) that would be I mean there are worse ways to spend your time really (laughs) if you're experiencing deja vu right now click on the pause button (laughs) fast forward five seconds (laughs) if you're watching this on YouTube click Rafiq's left eye (laughs) in the cartoon not the eyebrow damn it the eye I, I did I did my little outline very specifically. Exact pixel size. Yeah. Get the iris. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, he has no thing. iris. You clicked on the outside of the eye. No. You get one thing. Okay. You, you want the real fucking truth? Click on the iris. Three times in a row. Yeah, yeah. You have to have the, you have to know the code. It's Morse code for I love Satan. And then I, I will say this as far as like Easter eggs and stuff like that goes. There's always a moment where like. You see an Easter egg, and like for me, when I watch a movie, I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's a neat little reference. And then, like, two weeks later, somebody comes out with like the hundred or so Easter eggs they found. I'm like, holy shit, what did you do with your day off, man? Like, (laughs) how do you have that much free time that you're like, yeah, minute 23. Egg on the counter. That's a reference to Eggman from Sonic because the de- like the producer really loves Sonic. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, have you ever watched that documentary? Uh, I can't remember the name of it. It's the one where a bunch of different people tell you what uh, The Shining is really about, mm-hmm. and the people listening to this can't see my air quotes. <laughs> really about? He's going hard on air quotes. What? Here's what I really like. The documentary never makes fun of the people. 
you can do that all by yourself. (laughs) You know, the documentary never humiliates them. It lets them, this is my... But so many people have watched that movie and added so much shit in in their own brains that just is not in the film. Like, they'll get down to, like, you see how when he gets out of the chair, he uses his left foot first. (laughs) Like, he was an actor that was told, stand when the guy comes around the corner. Like, do you think this Kubrick was, like, an animator? Right. He was, like, moving everyone's eyebrows and fucking... I mean, no, and Kubrick, like, he is very much like, nope, this painting's wrong, gotta start all over. Yeah, some directors are pretty intense. I guess. Or like they'll, they'll they, they go all the way down to like see if you look at the magazine he's holding it's but and it's just it's like a blurry like he's holding a magazine and he's walking too fast for you to be able to see, <laughs> see it with the human because like yeah I mean, it's bizarre it's really bizarre so you were saying something right before we recorded before I I uh, brought up the fa- fascinating topic of Alex Jones. <laughs> What were you talking about that we wanted to hear? Oh, we were talking about uh, the unnamed casino for the Indian tribe here in Tampa. <laughs> I don't know what <laughs> one you're talking about. Uh, Natasha had asked me what were the different tiers of like being oh, yeah. the special members at the casino. And the, I guess the thing that you were fascinated about was the how... They're paying you to lose. Yeah, so like... <laughs> It, oh, because we I heard I heard Scientology. I was fucking with the computer, but somebody said something about yeah. Scientology, so it hit me. So like the way it works is the higher the more important you are to the casino is just dependent upon how much money you lose in any given quarter, okay. right? So if you lose uh, one I think it's one hundred thousand dollars a quarter, so like every three months, you get to maintain your status as uh, one of our black cards, one of the X cards, right? If you lose consistently. Right. Yeah. So, like... <laughs> All right. They're, so, for example, like, uh, today they're giving away... Uh, like, today and yesterday they get do giveaways, right? So, if you're an X card, they'll... <laughs> <laughs> if you're the biggest loser. That's right? That's why I compared it to Scientology. <laughs> wow. Right? They're, so, and that's the problem I always have is because, like... These people, like, management is always like, you gotta respect these people. You gotta really care what these people think. And it's like, I know you're a professional loser. Yeah. Like, I don't give a shit about what you think. Right? Like, I, like, and you want me to bow and scrape to the, uh, you lost how much money? <laughs> like, I guess I have to. Well, right? I can't help but respect that. Right? <laughs> you're still here. <laughs> right? And, like, these, I, I've seen dudes go into that building where, like, they will bring out like stacks. I mean, like stacks of, of like, losses. Right? And literally, I remember. Snickers. Yeah, I remember, <laughs> I, I remember one night I was upstairs and I had to go do what's known as a emergency drop where you replace the cash box in the machine, right? And we had to replace this box twice in the same night because the guy had sat there and he stuffed it with so many hundred dollar bills <laughs> that it got full then we went pulled it out took it back and then thanks for all these hundred dollar right. bills and then like an hour later i got called back to the machine because he had stuffed it full of, same motherfucker in one yep. hour full of hundred dollar bills because he's just sitting there going click lord click, please click. give me that much money to throw away i know right 
That's bizarre. Is that considered sociopathic? Like you have I, hundreds of thousands of dollars no, that's and you willingly compulsive. like just shove it. Right, yeah. I have no attachment to it. Like maybe he's hit a certain level of nirvana that we could only <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. It's like, like no <laughs> material attachment. Right. Like you just see him floating in at a lowest position. <laughs> maybe like, he's actually a monk. Right? It's like material things have no <laughs> meaning in the true world. But <laughs> him in the slots <laughs> is the <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Jesus. The one time I made real money at the casino, it was my birthday, incidentally, and I I did the thing you're supposed to do. I put, let's say, 20. I put 20 in. It was like, if I hit zero, I'm done. But if I hit 40 or more, mm-hmm. I'm done. So I've got my top mm-hmm. and my bottom, you know. Out of nowhere, I'm at like 500 or something, and I ended up burning the top 100 Cause like I got the juice, I was like, oh no, I got this shit. And once I had burned about eighty to a hundred of these winnings that I did not deserve, <laughs> you know, I was like, fuck, I gotta stop right now. I should have stopped a hundred. Di- you know, yeah. And yeah, people do that all the time. People will win a jackpot. They'll get like two thousand dollars or whatever, and they'll go, great. Time to keep on playing. Ugh. And it's like... Just walk the fuck away. Right, and it's like, dude, how much money did you just win that you're going to start spending it again, dude? Like, But I, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, so, I my, the problem I've been facing is like, on the one hand, I, I feel really judgmental because I'm like, well, what the fuck is wrong mm-hmm. with you? Yeah. But on the other hand, I'm like, hey, man, maybe I'm just jealous that I don't have that yeah. much money in free time, that it's a Monday morning <laughs> at 6 a.m. and you're here stuffing this thing full of $100,000. I mean, you need to reprioritize like, your life. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. What the hell are you doing? Yeah. So, uh, I think it's time. I think it's time for our ongoing segment. And that segment is called, uh, Hey, what's making you miserable this week, Rafiq? <laughs> <laughs> The, perfect thing. Yeah. Uh, so. By the way, Natasha, this is going to be really unimportant, whatever he's about to say. I know, he's like so excited. So, I, so. <laughs> so, the legitimate problem, the thing that's been making me miserable this week, uh-huh. is video games. And again. Okay. By the way, let me just, before you go any further, whatever you're about to say, it's not a problem. Okay. It's like being allergic to cocaine. You can't just don't do cocaine. Like, this is not a problem. Please continue. Well, so, I get, it. really, I guess it's more of an issue with, like, media as a whole. Because I've been playing video games as I've known to do, right? And the thing I keep on running into recently is, like, I keep on playing these games that are stuffed full of content that has no meaning. You know what meaning. I mean? Meaning. Like, it, it's just something to fill time. It's, okay. It doesn't serve Side any... Side quests. Right, it doesn't serve any purpose to the story. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make you more immersed in the world. You know what I mean? It's... And, like, and I had the... The reason why I use video games is because I had the same problem with a book I read recently. Where it's like, this book has an interesting premise... But you go off on all these little tangents in the book, and it does nothing for the characters. Mm. It doesn't make me know the characters more. It doesn't make me more interested in the world. 
It's like the whole premise of the book is. Uh, Wait, no, no. We're talking about video games. <laughs> We're talking about video games. So the reason why, again, the thing that got me the most is I was playing Red Dead Redemption Two, and there's a point in that game. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> I wish, okay. but no. Uh, there's Where a point. It, uh, Electric Boogaloo no, is, no, the, is the. No, I'm an old man, and I, I make <laughs> references to early '80s movies that weren't good or popular right. the first time. Sure. Uh, I think I've come to the conclusion that Electric Boogaloo and Fist of Fury are always acceptable. Electric Boogaloo should be the subtitle to every part two. Two. Ghostbusters right. two, Electric Boogaloo. Right. Right. I, I also make the allowance for Fist of Fury. Two? Electric Boogaloo? <laughs> right. What was Fist of Fury? I don't even know what that is. Fist of Fury was like the part two to... Um... Shit, what was the original movie? I forget, but it, it, it was the subtitle to like a previous movie. Oh, so it was whatever two Fist of Fury. You're yeah. right. And so I go that like Passion of the Christ mm. 2, Fist of Fury. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hell yeah. No. Passion of the Christ 2, Electric Boogaloo is way better. Right. I want to see Jesus breakdance. <laughs> what, what's your what's your part two movie, right, Natasha? I'm still trying to process all the words you guys just said. What do you mean? What is there's a there's two? a movie called Breaking, which is a right. breakdancing movie that's delicious. <laughs> then they made Breaking Two, Electric Boogaloo. Oh, okay. And if you just call it Breaking Two. Somebody should punch you in the mouth because the right. name of the movie so good. is Breaking Two Electric Boogaloo. Okay. When Turbo is in the hospital and the whole hospital is turns... named Turbo. Yeah, Turbo. Come on, <laughs> keep up. When Turbo is in the hospital and the whole hospital breaks out into a dance routine, that's fucking gold. There's a rec center. They're trying to save the rec center. That's the movie. There's a guy in the rec center who's just a mime. He, he just lives as a mime. Every time you see him, he's in the paint and he's doing the wall. He's a mime. That's how he. That's this what he's about. This is a real movie. That is this is a real. Yes. <laughs> this is a real movie that is gold nuggets of joy. Gold nuggets still at the bottom of some sedimented river. Right? Now, yes. The whole, yes. 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 Hundred percent. Yes. The whole movie, you're laughing at it. Okay. Until. Oh no. Until Turbo does a breakdance in a rotating room. And then what? And it is sincerely, <laughs> no irony, one of the coolest things you'll ever see. Because he's so fluidly going from wall to wall, but they've got the camera turning too, so it looks like he's climbing the walls. It looks mm -hmm. like he's upside down. Mm -hmm. But you never see the moment where the gravity shifts and he goes from that yeah. leg to that leg. It's... Fucking awesome. <laughs> it's one of those, it, to me, it's one of those things like when you watch Fred Astaire yeah. yes. do the yes. room dance where yeah. you're like, holy shit, like this is so novel, yeah. right? Like this is something you've, you've never seen. Yeah. But the rest of the movie is just get drunk, get with your buddies, throw it on. Watch garbage. Yeah, and just right. hurl comments at it until, I'm telling you. Everybody's just laughing and throwing comments at it until Turbo starts breakdancing in that room, and then everybody kind of quiets down and leans in, like, "What is happening?" <laughs> <Right. laughs> it's so good. But, it's, oh but Red the, Dead Redemption Two. Right. We're gonna get through this. <laughs> but the, but the conclusion though is every great movie, right? Yeah. If you give them a part two, yeah. The perfect subtitle 
is Electric Boogaloo. Electric Boogaloo. Okay. Or, and my argument is, Fist of Fury is also an acceptable <laughs> sure. alternative. Right? Terms of endearment to, to Fist, Fist of, of Fury. Fury. I got it. I feel like, I feel like a two that I would appreciate that with would be Passion of the Christ, Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. Right, oh, so you're, you're yeah. Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, no, that's... Here's what you do. I feel like it might lighten right. the theme. It's... <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 trust me, when I say this is an ardent Christian, the image of Jesus coming off the cross and break down. Jesus doesn't have to. There's like 12 other guys hanging around. That's true, yeah. And each one has like a specialty. One guy was really good at, at the backspin. One guy's really good at doing the worms. One guy's really got the pop lock robot shit going on. I mean, we Jim. can't say Jesus didn't have this. He was walking on water. Right. That shit has not been redone since Michael Jackson did the moonwalk. So why not? <laughs> oh, but Judas can't really dance. He's just stealing other people's dance. Well, <laughs> yes. Every time one of the guys goes to the dance floor, he steals the girl. Right. <laughs> he buys her a drink. Oh, no. <laughs> Here's that's, the best part. that's why he sells them out for 60 pieces of silver. <laughs> He's got and John Travolta's in there somewhere. <laughs> You're the, our go-to idea girl here, obviously. <laughs> so let me throw this at you. In the breakdancing movies, there's always a scene where they have the breakdance fight. There's the bad guy breakdancers and the good guy breakdancers. Yeah, why are breakdancers so angry? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, there's always a problem. And they kind of breakdance at each other Yes. Until one of the groups, everybody in the group, simultaneously just goes, ah, and they throw up their hands because they lost. Right. Yeah, that, but I, as a viewer, yeah. have absolutely no idea why they lost and they totally. won. Totally. So, the disciples, who are they breakdance fighting? Who are they breakdance fighting? <sighs> sure. I mean, I guess it'd be the pharaohs. Not the pharaohs. The, I said the, it wrong. But, but, uh, the, the Romans. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <clears throat> that other word. Yeah. <laughs> Philistines. That'd the be Philistines. amazing if they breakdanced against the pharaohs. What if the pharaohs <laughs> just like the Philistines. The, the Philistines. The Philistines. Thank you. <clears throat> um, aren't the Samaritans bad or Samaritans? I don't know. I was Samaritans? Samaritans. No, no, no. There's so that, much that, biblical no, knowledge be, in this room before, right now. Before the concept of good Samaritan, that was the whole point. That it was a Samaritan, yeah. like the Samaritans weren't good, and it was the one person that. Was. By the way, that's the part of the Bible that's super racist. <laughs> like this they is what just, I'm they just hated the Samaritans. It's all about framing. It's all about framing your story. Sure. So why are the disciples the good guys? Now they the, were a bunch of like white dudes running around when everyone said that. Well, Jesus they were Arab dudes. Around. They were Arab dudes. They were I'm, Israeli. I'm talking about in the American version okay. of the Bible story. <laughs> sure, sure. I love that the American this version. Is true, right? Sure. Right. Sure. <laughs> We got a blonde Jesus. He he knows what he's up to. Yeah. They're a bunch of white dudes that, at least coming from an anti-patriarchal standpoint, that their only framework for understanding women was that they're either the slut or the virgin. Therefore, the Mary or Mary. And there was no room in between any of the rest of the stories for any other women unless they were, like, serving food or... But Jesus... Oh, you know But Jesus... No, Jesus was totally into the prostitute. And he, like... Everybody's about to stone her, and he starts writing on the ground, and then he says, go and sin no more, and he, like, frees her and keeps her from getting stoned. That's why I said the rest of the guys. The rest of the guys. Jesus is the cool one. Right, I got it. Okay. So, (laughs) the Philistines (laughs) and the 12 disciples, they start popping and locking against one another. At a well. And then Jesus has to, like, step in between them and be like, hey, guys, 
let's all be chill. Yeah. <laughs> and they all like feel bad about themselves. That's, so, but it happens at the end of the three days. That's when Jesus comes back because everyone's so pissed off and can't deal with and process what has just happened. And then all of a sudden, Jesus is like, guys. <laughs> but what Thomas, have I taught you? Center. But, what have I taught you? But Thomas won't break dance. <laughs> no, He's like, no. I don't break dance with this guy because that's not my guy. Thomas and is Jesus like, is like, oh, you want me to prove that I'm Jesus? And he breaks out the most awesome breakdance moves. Yeah. Because Thomas is like always the Debbie Downer of the guy. Right. <laughs> so, when, I, I, when the... so speaking of Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> so what's in this um, energy drink? <laughs> right. But yeah, so the game. So like. There, there's Rafik a... is so good at bringing everything full circle again. If you'll notice, I, I brought everything full circle again. No, I in. don't even remember what we were talking about, but Rafik is like, but what I was saying Yeah, was... in response to what I said, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but th- there's a moment, there's a small mechanic in the game where if you want to level up faster, you can do chores around your base camp, right? <laughs> That sounds it's, thrilling. And this that's my yeah, and that's my exact point. Is like Do you want to walk the dog around? Right? The exactly. Oh god. There's a moment where I'm I have a I have an ally. Right? No. <laughs> no, don't get me wrong. This is the one time when it comes to video games that I am agreeing with you. Because there's a moment where I'm chopping digital firewood and I'm going like, what the fuck am I doing here? I'm doing digital chores to avoid doing dig- like real world chores. I was I worked with a guy who got I don't even know the name. Don't ask me. Some new pirate game was coming out, and he was like going all. This guy is Mister Nothing excites me. I'm too cool for everything in the room. But he would not stop talking about this pirate game. wasn't even out yet. And he's going around telling everybody in the office it's awesome. Everybody on the boat can be a different part of the crew. Sea of Thieves. <clears throat> is it Sea of Thieves? <laughs> like, one guy is just the poop deck boy, and one guy <laughs> deals with the sails, and one guy... And I'm like, I just lean in, I'm like, so it's a game where I get to work on a ship. That sounds so thrilling. Hey, you know, there's a game called Mario Nonstop Action. You're jumping on shit, you're throwing fireballs, it's fucking great. <laughs> Every time he and I have tried to play any game together, yeah. he ends up on a horse and just goes in a straight line for 12 minutes. I'm like, what a thrilling fucking game this is. This is the most boring thing I've ever seen in my life. See, but that's what I'm talking about where it's like, at least my problem has been this past week, where it's like games, movies, books, all these people are confusing content for entertainment. Like, you're you're just packing the screen full of things that you can do if you want to. And it's like, this doesn't progress anything. Yeah. This doesn't make me feel like a cool cowboy or whatever. This makes me feel like, I like oh yeah, I wash clothes in camp. You know what I should have done? Wash my clothes in real life. That would have been really smart for me to do. You need a streamline. I'm with you, man. Especially on a video game. Get me from A to B. And let me kill monsters on the way. And I'm, I don't want to deal with any more than that. Right. My thing is, like, I'm about the engagement. I, the, when I bought the book, right, which is called X-Heroes, it's, it's an interesting concept, right? It's The Walking Dead except with superheroes, right? Okay. The thing I told the guy at the bookstore is, like, I'm looking for a book to be all-consuming, right? <clears throat> 
I want a book that when I open it up, <laughs> I go, holy shit, and then I read through it. And he the, went, oh, I have just the book for you. Right. Oh, no. <laughs> right? And he popped like four zits before he took his glasses. No, it's more like he put like his septum back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excuse me, I've got to put my appliance back in my nose. <laughs> Maybe but, you have the wrong person to. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he wasn't maybe. the guy. Yeah, yeah. but like, it, it's just I feel like that's missing now because you watch TV or whatever, and like none of it feels engaging. Yeah, welcome to America. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, how but, many Fast and the Furious movies did Jay, they make? <laughs> we talked about this on the last episode, though. You don't have to watch everything. I, I know. <laughs> like, I, it's not like it's required viewing. But I'm saying, when I'm sitting here scrolling through the things to watch, yeah. and everyone goes, oh, this thing is so popular. Yeah, but everyone is usually wrong. <laughs> <laughs> if you just go through life with knowing that. I like her. <laughs> all your expectations. Right. The number of movies and TV shows that I simply will not talk about because everyone around me loves yeah. them. And in my heart of hearts, I know it's yeah. a giant turd. So I just don't. I just don't even. When everyone starts talking about how Three Hundred is the greatest movie of all time, no, wow. I no, don't even chime according in. I just, who? I just sit in the call. Everyone. When I that, mean, but that's the question you should ask. According to who? Yeah, <laughs> right. When that movie came out, I mean, I was. Wow. At, it's a movie with gore and boobs. I was yeah. at a church one time where a church group was planning to go watch Three Fucking Hundred. That's how much that movie was loved when That's it came awful. out. That's how I feel about Star Wars, and I know this is going to break mm. a lot of like hearts. I have tried from the time I which like, one start, any of them really so, yeah totally started coming out. I've tried to watch multiple of I don't know how many movies there are at different stages in my life over the last twenty years, and every single time I know I have an issue with falling asleep during movies. But if the movie is really good, I will not fall asleep. <clears throat> Star Wars, I cannot, and like I'm just like okay, so basically. There's a bunch of dudes in the sky shooting each other, and then the only girl that really shows up is in a bikini and is a sex slave for a moment. Yay! <laughs> like, this is intriguing. That sounds, that sounds like, like a masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. To be, to be fair, the there is no to be fair. You are not trying enough. You, you, I know you're to be fair. There are so many worms all over this right. table. I was going to stay out of it, but you I, I, I you poked I the bear. I've had this conversation with so many people, so many guys that I've friends, so many guys that I've dated, that as soon as they found out that I can't watch Star Wars, I, they're I'm, just like... I don't I'm, think I'm I love the, you. I'm reevaluating yeah. our relationship, I'm, 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 and I'm like, better you than me. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not advocating that you should watch Star Wars or that you have to like it. I will just say this: the first time you see Leia, she shoots a dude. Still don't care. The second like, time, the third time. <laughs> Do you know how problematic that movie is? It's just so problematic. And I get people that like it because to me, film is art. So totally okay. We don't all have to like the same shit. Like, I think Dave Chappelle is super talented and I love his work ethic. But like, it's like one of those things that like when you ask someone that's not a comedian who's your favorite comedian, they're always going to name like five people that mm. they know. Dave Chappelle is usually one of them just because he's been around a long time. He had the most exposure, right? And they, outside of that, they don't know how else to figure out and deconstruct what they like and what is actually interesting to me. It's just they have this small pool of, oh, Star Wars, everybody's watching it. I need to watch it. Walking Dead. Like, I can't watch zombie movies. They're not interesting to me. If you like them, cool. You don't think? You don't <laughs> I think will so. not walk it. Well, so, what, what movie did you not fall asleep in? Um... Well, I don't know, name a movie. Like, <laughs> well, I, I can't know if it's ever actually happened. Right. No, um, definitely. There are some. I just, 
Well, just, I just same thing. Like, I'm not gonna watch a movie because everyone says it's great. Because I've and, gone down that road too, and I'm just like, I'm so disappointed. Right, and th- and that's fair. <laughs> but like, I, t- at least me, I my problem is I always go, I get my hopes up because I'm like, everyone hypes up the thing. Yeah. They go like, oh my goodness, Game of Thrones best show ever, right? Yeah. And I watch it, and I'm like... Five episodes. Gave up. <laughs> gave up. See, like, like I, I, Five hours of my life. Yeah. I went, I don't want to watch this back. anymore. And I'm out. I watched it all the way through. Right? I enjoyed the vast majority of it. I thought strong writing in certain portions. Yeah. Back and forth. But there is a certain point, especially in that last season, where I went like, what the fuck did I spend all this time on? Right? Everyone was hyping this thing up. And I, you know, I was one of those people, and then I got to the end, and I was like, well, this is a giant waste of time, I need to go on an apology tour, to like, go around and be like, I'm so, I'm so sorry, I, to- I told you about the shit, I, I'm, I wish I, had I could give so you that many, back. You, you know the bit I used to do about this, yeah. but I had so many friends who wouldn't let me get away with, I don't care for it. Yeah. No, you have, no, I don't have you to don't watch have it. To. I'm okay. Yeah. I, my life is as bad as it would be with Game of Thrones in it. I'm okay. I don't need... I've got other things I'm interested in. I'm fine. I'm fine. Totally. But Alan, how are you going to be miserable? (laughs) (laughs) I had a friend. One friend in particular is real bad about that. He spent 15 minutes telling me what a piece of shit Man of Steel was. Yeah. And then the next 15 minutes going, no, but you have to see it. Like, you just told me, I'm going to die. I don't need to spend the two hours. I, it's the, the cave is in the distance, man. We're all going to get there. <laughs> Do I need to spend two hours walking on broken glass to get to the cave? I'm fine. I don't need to. You know what? I'll go back to the 30 years of Superman comics I read prior to that film coming out. I'm okay. I don't need. <laughs> well, guess what? When you're up at the pearly gates and St. Peter goes, well, how'd you like Matt Steele? And you go like, ah. Uh, he's going to be like, well, remember that podcast conversation? Sorry, man. Yelp. Yelp. I think especially now that we have such, like, a more of a variety of entertainment to access and to have choices to opt into. You know, not everyone's sitting around the same TV set with the same three channels. So the concept of popular culture has become more diluted and we have to really deconstruct what that means. But I feel like people now, like, what you watch and what you see and what you invest your time in, it speaks a lot to, like, your personality or what you value. You Like, like your friend that says how terrible something is but he still wants to do it. Okay, so maybe he's intrigued by, like the writing or the characters and he doesn't care how shitty he is or maybe he's just masochistic and he only feels okay when he does stuff that really hurts his soul. Like, uh, that's not yeah. you. <laughs> Rafiki, you anything to add to that? You know? Uh, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> don't you call me out on my own podcast. <laughs> oh, was that friend you? <laughs> no, it wasn't. My bad. No, I'm shitting with you. Like, in all seriousness, I definitely understand what you're saying. But, like, there's a certain thing where it's like, you do want to connect with people. You right, know but what I mean? how, how with, you choose to connect with them can vary. You don't yeah, have but, to watch the same shit. Yeah, okay, but it's, it's very <laughs> difficult. Like, if everyone loves Harry Potter, it's very difficult to connect with all those people who love Harry I Potter. I am so okay with not connecting with Harry Potter lovers. And I'm so okay with not being like a Disney head. <laughs> I Those said, are two things. I And Star Wars, Harry Potter, and Disney. Love that y'all love them. So, tried so, to watch them. Tried to be part of it. 
Not my, not my bag. Moving on. So I think it goes back to what I was asking before. What is your movie that you've sat? Interesting, best? compelling What's movie. Your movie. I can, I can, I don't have just one movie, give but I can your... tell you actors that I love watching. If we're talking about film, okay, give me. Your I actor. will watch. I have watched any movie as long as it's not a horror movie. Where with Tony Collette. Love Tony Collette with Emma Thompson. I have been a huge Tony Collette fan. Yeah, from the beginning. Ever. Yeah. Emma Thompson, I can watch her in anything because I, I can't know. even access who that is in my brain. Did you ever I... see Stranger Than Fiction? Yes. Yes, yes, Emma Thompson. The writer, the novelist. Got her, love her. She's yeah, English she's trained, born, she's been yeah. in everything. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins, I can watch sure. her even if the movie is terrible. I fucking love him. I'm spellbound. So for you, it's more about the execution of the art than necessarily what the art is itself. Sure, like, here's, here's how I go into movies, like, Okay. If, if there's a certain actor, for some actors, it's almost like your your level of like, oh, you're an ex-pro member because you've done this. Like, at a certain level, I don't know if y'all can relate, like, if I know Emma Thompson's in a movie, it's sort of like her just being in that movie has vetted so many of the levels uh, sure. for me because every movie I've it's seen It's already three in, stars. Just she's she probably chosen it because it's a damn good script sure. and she's going to be good and she's not going to take crap from people, I right? Okay, Anything what? with Julia Louis-Dreyfus in it, Veep, Seinfeld, um, all the shows that she's done, she's fucking so smart and hilarious. She, she, I will at least give it a try. She definitely is, but what about those people that just do a cash grab? Anything with The Rock, I will not watch. It's hard, <laughs> but it's never good. <laughs> so, so, what's your, so what's your favorite Emma Thompson movie? I can't pick. Uh, much Ado About Nothing, Stranger Than Fiction, uh, two of my top ones. Yeah. Stranger Than Fiction is great. So yeah. good. And Will Ferrell, I have to say, like, I, I, I couldn't really watch him on um, a lot of movies. I, I liked him in Elf. I like him in some SNL. But I like him as a dramatic actor. He's I, so good. I find that a lot of... One of the very interesting things about comedians as a whole when it comes to acting is like there's this weird thing that when they transition from comedy mm-hmm. to like the more serious roles like horror, drama you know, romance, whatever, They there's a way or something that happens to them is, allows them to access, like, a magnitude of emotions that you don't totally. normally see. Mm-hmm. Like, when you see Adam Sandler in Punch Drunk, yeah. like, that's a way different than seeing him in, uh, what, what was the one with dads or whatever? Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. It's with, like um, Daddy Daycare or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With David Spade. And, yeah, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Like, wa- watching Adam Sandler do... One like what the fuck is the name of that movie? <laughs> yeah, I think it's one of those times where we, yeah. need, we don't. We don't. But it's like it was a movie. But it, it's like when you watch Robin Williams and like Mrs. Doubtfire, and then watch like, him in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but he was a Juilliard trained actor too. He was theater first. Don't you feel like though a lot of not every time, but don't you feel like a lot of times comedy actors doing drama, they're still basically playing a comedy role. Like, the stuff that's coming out of their mouth isn't funny. Yeah. The situation isn't funny. But, like, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul is yeah. full of comedians. Yeah. yeah. yeah and yeah, yeah. they are really funny. Even though the mm-hmm. situation isn't a comedic situation, right. but they're still it, playing, like, a comedy role. Well, uh, but, so, do you, but do you know them as comedians because that's when you came first to know them? Or have you looked into their background and are they theater trained mm-hmm. and... Because maybe that's just a set of like skills that they have always had and nurtured that you just weren't aware of until this moment. It's that thing. It's the Coen Brothers thing where their dramas are comedies. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like there's always something kind of there's something like, darkly funny. About yeah. It. yeah. So I mean, we're talking specifically Breaking Bad. There are guys whose faces I like. I think I fucking know that guy, and then I found out later. 
Oh, that's oh, Joe DeRosa. You know. Yeah. So I still found him kind of funny. Like, not laugh out loud belly laughs, but like, he's clearly like the funny, frustrated guy. Yeah. Or whatever, you know. I guess is, um, I, I think the best way to ask this question would be, I, is it different for you because you do improv? Is what different? Like watch it, like experiencing art and watching movies and things like. Because are you different for me compared to comedians or compared to the masses? Compared to Star Wars. Wow. <laughs> Compa- compared compared to the masses. <laughs> <laughs> the plebes, the plebes who watch Star Wars. I can't speak to the peasants' minds. I could just see Natasha in a carriage, like some poor head is like Star Wars, my lady. <laughs> she throws out a handkerchief, is like Ugh, off of his head. <laughs> Boy in a loincloth feeding her grapes. <laughs> I, in terms of, like, you went more Roman. Man. I went more Victorian England. Whatever. More Roman. That was tomato smile. I love how he's the two material objects, and we could all like sew in on that loincloth and grapes, <laughs> and lots of homosexual sex. <laughs> Doi. Um, I don't. I don't know, but I will say like, I think some of it comes from uh, maybe, maybe the improv, maybe the theater training, but like also the. Um, I've always been like a reader and a writer, like ever since I was a kid. Like I know this is nerdy and it's cliche, but like I felt so comfortable in books in my corner in my room, just like reading and like mm-hmm. words. And so the writing, I think the writing element, uh, when I see a show, a live show, a a film, listen to radio, it's like, I need to hear, I need to hear and appreciate the rhythm of whatever narrative there is for me to be engaged and hooked. And then I think the other thing, we've talked about this before, um, like you and I both grew up like around the world or like moving a lot. Mm -hmm. And so I think for better or for worse, that sort of fed my sense of like, what is funny, what is okay, what is artistic is just like a mix of all these right. things that can't be pinned down. Well, because like you have, you have a broad range of experiences. Like for me, yeah. when I look at, like when I look at American humor, there are a lot of moments where I'm like, that's funny and I can understand that. But yeah. there's also a lot of times where someone shows me like English humor mm-hmm. where I'm like, holy shit, this is genius. Right. Right. Like there's a there's a whole show from back in the day called Are You Being Served? Mm-hmm. I thought you Which, were gonna say Monty Python. No. I don't know if you guys have ever <laughs> I heard. heard I don't know if you know about this show. <laughs> but like uh there's there's a whole thing in which they have a character who is clearly gay, mm-hmm. right? And there's also another character on the show who they never discuss the fact that he's probably gay too. But there are a lot of moments where like these two characters will interact and the clearly gay one will be like will be like sorting through handkerchiefs in the department store and knock one over the edge. And then he bends over to pick it up. And meanwhile, like customer comes in and the guy who they never talk about whether he's gay or not will just turn and now he's right behind the guy's nice. ass and he's like yes ma'am how can I help you we're a little busy right now but, and you watch that and I go that's smart because you didn't have to tell us right. what the gag was we just saw it and you can just miss that because it's a wink in the night yeah, and it's gone right because then the next thing they say is an actual scripted joke yeah right but, so I'm I'm so fascinated now by your film taste. I just want to keep digging into this. Do you have directors that you follow or writers? 
Um, directors and writers actually more so on like TV now. I've seen like a lot of like HBO or Hulu stuff that I really dig and I will like follow them. Um, well, because when you said rhythm, I thought of yeah. the first one that popped in my head was Tarantino. Yeah. You know, everything he does is musical. I mean, yeah, Alan just wants specific. to use the N word. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Alan just wants to say the word nigger and hey, repeat. Hey! Hey! <laughs> Whoa! Hold on! I wish I had a. I'm going to insert a siren. Weird, weird, weird! In case anyone's triggered at home. <laughs> I mean, I think the only director that I explicitly like follow or seek out works from um, was Shakespearean stuff. was... Kenneth Branagh, Kenneth Branagh. Who, you know, yeah, who was married to Emma Thompson, and they both are just like two of the greatest. I so you're just like. all up in that family, like. <laughs> There's something. I about would that. encourage you. you. I have taste outside. You of that, probably won't like it. After. I would encourage you to watch the first Thor movie that was directed by Branagh, and they're it's guys in ridiculous, ridiculous comic book costumes, mm-hmm. but at no point does it feel silly. Somehow Kenneth Branagh made this absurd Thor movie with frost giants and shit. Like it feels Shakespearean. Really? Yeah. See, that's so beautiful. Yeah, it's I really love good. that. Now, speaking of really good, oh, yes. <laughs> we have about we got about twelve minutes left. Um, I want to introduce you to a very close friend of the podcast. Um, you know, I'll just give it to you. You can just react to this however you need to. He's uh, he's kind of become a mascot on our show. Anything you'd like to say about what you're holding in your hand there? I don't know what this is about. Uh, what, what does it look like what, to you? Yeah. Tell us what you see. Tell us what you see. Describe your thoughts. Uh, it's a white man with bushy eyebrows and a fake tan. Uh huh. Looks like it might be a comedy CD. Sure. Is there anything on the CD that that strikes your interest? Anything about the title? Do you want me to read the title? You know, it's up to you. It's up to you. What, anyone who's listened to this podcast already knows what this is. He uses ellipses too much. Uh huh. He sure does. <laughs> and any punctuation. Uh-huh. Um, I wish anyone listening to this could see how your face—you look like you're smelling a fart. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to take this what i feel like there's a joke that i don't know oh the joke is what you're looking at there's really no more context than what you're holding in your hand do i have to listen to it you do yes how will you know if i do um you know what we're gonna do at least one it's 57 seconds long the title is um the title is waiting for a train I feel like I'm being good. Um, it will not be about waiting for a train because the titles were mismatched in the title sheet. Um, we did find one that matched, and, and we, we threw we, a party. We, we te- <laughs> we've technically won. Yeah. Because we, told- we really don't have to do this anymore. <laughs> but it's also like, how am I going to torture my guest if I don't do this, right? I can't wait. It's, uh, this is Ed the Machine Regime. This is track number 20. It will not be about trains. It is called Waiting for a Train. So these three dogs are sitting in the waiting room at the veterinary's office. Yeah. There's a German Shepherd, a St. Bernard, uh-huh. and a Great Dane. So the Did German Shepherd says to the Great Dane, he goes, uh, what are you here for? And the Great Dane says, well, he says, uh, I'm a chewer. I chew everything. You know, I chew the furniture. I chew shoes, slippers. I'm a chewer. 
the German Shepherd looks at the St. Bernard and says, what are you here for? And he says, well, he says, I'm a digger. He says, I, I dig up holes in the yard. I dig up you know, in the front yard, the backyard. I'm digging up everything. <laughs> the in case you didn't know what a yard the was. Shepherd, and they go, well, what are you here for? And he goes, well, I'm a humper. He said, I hump anything that moves. He said, in fact, the other day, he said, the lady of the house was getting out of the shower and she bent over and I got behind her and boom, I humped her for 20 minutes straight. Mm-hmm. And the two dogs says, wow, you're probably going to get some serious medication. And he says, no, I'm just here to get my nails clipped. Because see, what happened was <laughs> when, when the dog happened. had sex with a human being, <laughs> the human being didn't fight it off, but it did hurt her with the nails. Right. That's that's what that joke was about. It, it's a uh, in case you didn't see it on the front of the CD. <laughs> there's a parental advisory. Oh, I saw that. Uh, <laughs> so well, what do you think? Uh, what, what, what do you think about old Ed, the machine regime? This is a real comedian. Yes. This, this is, guy. This, is a... this was bought on a cruise for me by someone who didn't know that I would use it as endless fodder <laughs> on a podcast. Did they listen to it? <clears throat> they saw his act. I'm pretty sure they didn't, but. They probably would have liked it if they had heard it. <laughs> um, this is real. You're not making this up. You didn't hallucinate any of this. <laughs> Listen, I feel like like someone dropped something in my drink for the last time. <laughs> no. <clears throat> yeah, this guy's a real guy. We looked him up last time. Finally, we've been listening to this CD on this podcast for a while now. We've only hit the first 20 tracks. There's a hundred of them. And... Um, one of us finally, after all this time, went, hey, let's look him up on the internet. It didn't get much better when we saw his act. <clears throat> now, his act is at least original. These are street jokes. Yeah. But uh, the best one, this was on Jay Leno. This was on Jay Leno. Oh, yeah. This was on Jay Leno. I apologize if this is a rude question to ask. What is your background? Nationality, <laughs> it, it, because it's actually, relevant. It, it it's relevant to what I want to say. Um, I'm uh, Lebanese, Ecuadorian, and Italian. Okay, so on Jay Leno, on Jay Leno, Jay Leno is looking at the camera and he goes, "You know, our show is being broadcast all over the world. Let's see what it looks like in India." And then it just turns into like all the worst Indian stereotypes you could ever come up with. And old Ed here. Is playing the Indian Jay Leno, so this clearly not Indian guy, whatever the <laughs> hell he is, is going oh, dur, 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 doing the voice. And Wait, uh, so he was on Jay Leno. Yeah, he was on Jay Leno playing Indian Jay Leno in brown face. I'm so confused <laughs> by everything you're saying. <laughs> what we're trying to tell you is that if you want to be on Jay Leno. <laughs> They might have a part right. There's, well, sure. Yeah, this is it. He, um, I want to put him in the octagon. I want him. I want him bad. This was inspiring. Yeah, we, uh. Oh, yeah, and he's a headliner. He's a, he's a Well, is he a headliner? Like, every picture we saw of the guy was, like, him standing next to someone way more famous and it was like, oh, I know that guy. You know, not the famous guy, but like, I know the guy who goes to all the shows and takes his picture with the famous guy and then puts it on his website. Like, look who I fucking yeah. hang out with. Yeah. That's Ed oh, the Machine. Yeah. Our second episode, we just finally started releasing these. We've recorded for a while. Yeah. Our second episode is just called Ed the Machine Regime. <laughs> so I'm praying for an email or a letter or something. 
I want his attention. At this point, I'm, I'm screaming into the wind. I want Ed to notice me. Are you just I, hoping for the universe to construct that? Like, yeah, cute, or are you going to, like, cash I am meat cute. Look, yes. it is, there is not a question in my mind that Ed is Googling himself every night. So at some point... However, looking at, at, at the grammatic structure of his title, he might be spelling his name wrong. Well, <laughs> True. So you're putting way too much faith and confidence yeah. in his Googling abilities. But how is it looks like he's at least 70, so how is it a, he might not own a computer. Mm. How is it a meat cute if well, he, he is find Alan? Well, he is he didn't sell this digitally. He sold it on a fucking fifty slim pack of burnt CDs. But is he performing on cruises? Yeah. That, so why the fuck am I not? <laughs> that's, that's what Rafik always says. Right. That's part of the reason but why. Here's what I need both of you to understand. What? The people this on is cruises. It's a white man's world. It's a white man's <laughs> world. The sooner I can get you to, you know, others to figure that out. We need to start working in white face. I want that. I need that in my life. For people, you please start working in white face and do like a really. <laughs> I'm trying to even think of what the like white face no, version. See, he's sort of doing jazz hands right, right now. Well, because like, I'm thinking like way. if you're in blackface, you have to do jazz hands with the he's gloves on. He's pulling out his yoga mat. Right. And... So like, yes, <laughs> yoga mat. Oh, I'm trying to think of like the exaggerated PBR. version right. of the white. Of course, you would have to talk like this. Oh, hello, I'm Mr. White Guy. Like it'd have to be. First of all, also instead of a big because. Blackface, I just take the the red and just put it all over my mouth. You have to put two little thin right, <laughs> right on the right on the tips of your big beautiful brown lips. You just gotta take two little pink lines. Uh, you gotta I put in some kind of butt flattener. Right. Just, I would, so much to I would done just here. have to wax my eyebrows entirely off and then just like maybe draw them back on <laughs> Sure. Sure. I, I feel like the white face voice is more 1950s, leave it to beaver, like, golly gee, guys. Oh, perfect. Like, perfect. Boy, did I tell you guys about the one of two guys going to a bar before? To the soda shop. <laughs> to the soda shop? <laughs> the jerk joint. Right, because bars are a house of sin. <laughs> so... I'll be seeing you on Whiteface on Wednesday. <laughs> You'll have to bleach your hair. This podcast just took a possibly dangerous turn. A wonderful turn. Everything I hope you great. get to make your bromance happen. It's not about bromance. What it's is a, it about? I want to. I want him against me. He's doing him. the evil scientist hand thing again. Yeah, I want him to know the pain he's brought me, and I want to take him down with me. We're both gonna go. Where are you going? I don't know, but. This Zeppelin is going down in flames. I either want him to sue me or, or I want to get him on this microphone and just berate him for an hour. And I'm not going to lie, I'm just evil enough that I want to watch. <laughs> Have you listened to the whole album off the air? No. We listen to these so as... So you are this offended by listening to 10 to 20 of him. Oh, yeah. Right. So the first episode we did of him, the second episode of this podcast, yeah. the whole episode was just Rafiq and I, nobody yeah. else, just playing the next one, playing the next one, playing the next how one. Many, how far did we you get? We got maybe 10, probably not even right. that far. And by the end of it, like at first we were laughing at it, like, oh, it's so bad. Ah. Like it starts with wacky music, the first, yeah. you know... 
But then, like, by the end of it, we were, like, miserable. Like, right. this isn't funny anymore. I fucking it's hate exhausting. this It's exhausting. Like, really... Was it the lack of humor, or was it just, like, this is, like... There's so... Bordering, racist, misogyny, <laughs> like, all the things. so many things. <laughs> there are so many layers to sift through when you're talking about Gosh, Little Ed. Whole other podcast. So, it's not even racist. Meaning, he will bring up ethnicities in the joke. There's yeah. a Chinese guy and an Italian guy and a... And their ethnicities don't matter. Why did you tell me? Right. Like, if you had at least made it racist, there's comedy there, right? Is there? Well, you know what I mean. Like, there's at least a joke. Whether it's an offensive joke, that's a different question. But, like, there's something there. Otherwise, you're just giving me detail. He's just for giving you more data than you need. <laughs> right. right. Well, you just heard how many... I dig in the front yard, the backyard, the side of the yard. Like, I know what a yard is. Right. I know what a yard is. Just keep the joke moving, man. <laughs> or even the fact that he named the different types of dogs. Yes. Right? Yes. Why do you need to know Why did I need to know shepherd? the three different breeds? <laughs> like, what, what does that do for you? So you know how you felt exhausted listening to that one joke? I was just confused. I was waiting for the punchline, and then when the end of the joke came, I was like, is there more? <laughs> <laughs> where's the funny bit? Not that I want to hear it, but maybe I do. It's like, what, where's the joke in this joke? <laughs> All right, kids. I just feel sad now. Right? Yeah, you well, should, and because you listen to X. Ed the Machine Regime tends to have that effect on people. He's sad. This is not the first podcast we've ended on. Where can I click on the screen for it to turn into right. a That was, oh, that was See, a fucking callback. It was See, beautiful. This is why I said talented at the beginning. Oh, beautiful. Like, Great way to end it. All right, we're at an hour. Let's get out of here, guys. Uh, this is called So How About This. My name is Alan Dempsey. Uh, I'm Rafi Shaheen. And before we go, <laughs> Natasha, is there anything you want to plug? Social media, anything like that? I don't know if I want anyone that listened to this podcast. Whoa. <laughs> no, this Ouch. episode. This specific episode. Ouch. No, this that specific hurts. episode. I'm just kidding. I want everyone to be friends. Um, <laughs> just like follow me on all the grams and books. At Natasha Sam Rainey. And books? You have books? <laughs> Do you read? <laughs> <laughs> she has books, right? I'll read your book. I haven't read okay. a book in a while. I haven't written a book yet. Don't tell my mom. She still thinks that's the only way I can be a writer. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, so... How about this? How about this? Thanks, guys. How about this? How about this? How about this?